What's up, guys, and welcome back to another holiday edition of Beyond the Void Horror Podcast. <laughs> we switched roll reversals. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think it, I don't know. I've always just said Beyond the Void with Patrick, so I was like, I don't know. You were staring at me, and yeah. I was like, I felt compelled. You picked it up. You picked up what I was putting down. So, but guys, welcome back to the show. We're going to be doing two episodes this week. Well, first of all, we're going to be doing our great plots today. Then Thursday, we're going to be talking about two movies. We're going to be talking about Secret Santa from 2016 or 2015, depending on when you you, ask. Yeah. (laughs) If you saw it in the festival in 2015, it came out in 2015, technically. But it also came out to the general public in the 2016. Yeah. I literally put 2016, 2015. Right. (laughs) Then we also got a new one that just released. It's called Once Upon a Time at Christmas. About Mr. and Mrs. Claus that caused mayhem on the streets of a small town in the in the snowy hills of... Uh, I don't remember what the name of the city is. Uh, I wrote it down. But that one's out. So if you guys... Both of those movies are out now. So if you want to watch them on VOD or uh, rent them or whatever, you can check those out. But this following... So not this week, but you know we'll have two episodes this week for today and Thursday. And then we'll be doing no episodes the following week. Uh, for the holiday season, so we're going to have a week off there. We decided on that because we've just been trying to catch up on a lot of stuff. And there's a lot going on, so we didn't want to do that. So, But we will have a brand new, fresh episode for you at the start of the new year, which will be on Thursday, uh, because New Year's Day falls on a Monday, and Whoa. nobody's going to be listening to anything. They're just going to be grabbing on for dear life <laughs> to stay awake Hold at their jobs butts. or wherever else. <laughs> So, but yeah, I hope you guys don't mind. We will be back. Um, but today, we're going to be doing the great plots, like I mentioned. And how have you been, Brittany? Great. You, been, you, you told been? me some cool party you're going to. Why did you yeah. tell them? Um, well, we've been helping for the last couple of days with our friends, um, Spring and Slavic, who are pretty like notoriously awesome party throwers and just people in general. Yeah, it sounds like a good setup, too. Yeah. yeah. So they're having their Krampus party tonight. Yeah. To or whatever, but we've been helping them get prepared. So, like, let me just give you like an idea of some of the things that they have going on. They're gonna have a actual like steel coffin, like a vintage steel coffin. That's which you be, have a picture of you laying. Which I have in. a picture of me laying in like a pinup model. And we'll put awesome. that up in the on the web page if you don't mind. I don't mind. It's okay. adorable. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, hey, I'm dead. I'm like, I'm so cute. Because <laughs> like, of course I can't be normal and just pretend to be dead in the coffin. Right. I'd be adorable about it. So. Um, Anyways, so we're going to stuff it full of beer, like German beer. Nice. And um, we also made a female mannequin 
um, that's going to be squirting booze out. I'm pretty sure her vagina, <laughs> probably either mouth or boobs. I'm not sure where exactly. Earmuffs, children. Holes, Earmuffs. But, and then we have another male mannequin that's got a big black dildo on it. <laughs> and Sounds very holiday booze festive. Is coming out of that and his butthole. So it's going to be fucking awesome. <laughs> and then we made a baby head on a staff that's going to shoot liquor out of its mouth. Like, And what else? Are we gonna, they're going to set their pool on fire. Oh, neat. They have a sauna, like this really amazing like barrel. It looks like a giant barrel. fucking barrel that you would like make whiskey or whatever right, in yeah, or age yeah. stuff in and it's this giant sauna and they have this like legit hot tub that's like a it's I don't know. They have cool fucking shit and they're right. they buried they have a little tiny steel baby coffin that they're cooking, they're roasting a goat in. Whoa, what the fuck? So they have it buried like they're actually going to bury it and start it at like two o'clock today Weird. and they're not oh. we're not telling anybody that it's there so like at a, like one point in the night probably about eight or nine like we're just gonna have people start like unburying it so you just put coals on top right pretty much and underneath how he it. does it yeah. yeah it's it's actually an indian uh 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 food yeah way to cook food they did it with they had a um uh what's it called a hawaiian type themed luau type type party or whatever okay a tiki party tiki, they had a party, tiki okay. party and um they did a pig like that underground right. in the coffin. Um, so now they're doing a goat. But we're making like lengua tacos with cow and sheep tongue. Jesus Christ. So I helped clean sheep heads yesterday and I was poking their eyeballs. <laughs> it, was oh, it was weird. It was really fun. Um, <laughs> I don't they, know what the fuck. One of the really cool things though that they're doing, they're having a gift scavenger hunt. So I think how Spring's going to do it is she has these little glow-in-the-dark stones that she's hiding. Okay. And like, so you get a stone and then you have to get a piece of paper that has like a clue on it. And then that tells you what gift you're going to go get under the tree. You have to fit. Oh, wait. The paper tells you where to go to find the stone. Jesus Christ. So then you go in the yard and you have to find the stone. When you find the stone, then you get to go under the tree and there's like 65 presents or something that they have. And it's all like um, fun, like silly gifts and a lot of handmade stuff. Like we made these like wax skull candles that have uh, rings inside of them so when they melt down all the way you get the ring but they're little skulls and then we made concrete like big cement skull heads to go in the the fires so when the fire pit's going it like glows and shit it's so fucking sick and these big huge like wax candle skulls Jesus Christ this party sounds amazing yeah they're they fucking go all out man they don't fuck around (laughs) like I will tell you one of my favorite gifts though that that they have under theirs there's a color my boobs coloring book (laughs) And then like a sexual positions coloring book. It's fucking hilarious. Like they're really cool. Like just and a lot of it's like local artist stuff that people donated for the like little gift hunt. So it's really really cool. That's really awesome. And a lot of shit that they made or that we've made. And I like, don't have the the time or the patience to put all that together. Yeah, but it I don't sounds know how amazing. They, they're they're just really cool fucking people, and they spend a lot of time on God stuff. Damn. And like they make cool shit. Like he has a flamethrower. <laughs> he made like this fucking flamethrower and like they do wasteland weekend and he made this like chariot god damn man that's super creative and it's awesome and he has the chariot in his front yard his neighbors i'm sure lo- they love them <laughs> <laughs> not really yeah rally. they have a Molotov cocktail wall in their backyard <laughs> like, really yeah no joke like they, they throw their Molotov cocktails at it and shit that they make like they're amazing i love it <laughs> 
Wow. It's so fucking cool. Like, they're just really chill people, and they have really fun parties. That sounds amazing, dude. Yeah, so I'm excited. I hope you have fun tonight. Jeez. I'm going to have a blast. (laughs) (laughs) You going to throw some Molotov cocktails? I hope so. Somebody somebody falls in the flaming pool. It's super great of them, like, telling stories about how many people, like, don't actually break the bottles when they throw it, because they throw it all limp-wristed, and it's, like, just sad. And then it just rolls back down towards you, and you're like, fuck. (laughs) Yeah, so I was like, I want to do it. I want to try and break the bottle. Well, I have nothing that interesting going on in my future uh, mm-hmm. at all. Uh, yeah. Yeah, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> I did do some fun things, though. I uh, I did go see this, the new Star Wars movie, which I actually did like. So a lot of people hate it for yeah, some reason. I want to go tomorrow. Uh, just to give you guys, like, I know I don't normally do, like, Star Wars stuff or anything like that, but I do want to say that, like, if you are a fan of, if you were okay with Episode Seven. The Force Awakens. This is pretty much on par or better, I think, than that. But a lot of people are really upset about some really odd things. Like, I saw some people saying that this was worse than Phantom Menace. And I'm like... What? Yeah. No, seriously. Yikes. They gave it a zero. And this is these are like the general public scores. Stupid. So I'm like, I'm like, wait, who shit? What Star Wars person shit on your, your Cheerios? Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm like wondering what's going on. I mean, granted, I understand. None of these are ever going to fulfill the nostalgia that you had when you were a kid watching the original three freaking. Yeah, it's not. So get it's the never going to be. It. Yeah. Like, you got to <laughs> let go. Uh, they're killing off everybody pretty much, you know. So it's like time to move on. Moving on. Yeah, so I don't know. I what saw happened? it. I, I thought it was good. I didn't. It wasn't, didn't blow my mind, but I thought it was better than the seven. So I want to see it. I also watched uh, that documentary about Red Christmas called a uh, horror movie, a low budget nightmare. Oh my god, you got it? Yeah. Oh, you need to send me it. I want to watch it. <laughs> yeah, no, I definitely. Well, Craig Anderson contacted Gary, who was the documentarian who made this film. Yeah. And asked him if we could watch it. Oh I God. thought I did share with no. you. But yeah. So no, you, you sent me the other ones that we watched this week, but you didn't send me that one yet. Send right. me that because I want to watch it. Yeah, because it's not even here. It's it's. Mm-mm. He said, I talked to the documentarian, uh, Gary. He said he's trying to get it over here to the States. It's on ABC television over in Australia. So it's super good. Christina, yeah. Christina cried. Oh, I know. I read so many good things about it and like just the way he talks about it and stuff. I'm, it's I'm, really. I wanted to see it. It makes Red Christmas, and I mean, I already liked Red Christmas, but seeing this it as a companion piece, appreciate it more. It's just so good, man. And it's like being a creative person. Like if you have ever dreamed about making a movie or wondered what it was like behind the scenes to make a low budget movie like this, and like all the like trials and tribulations and things that you go through, the stress. Like Craig Anderson, like really was unabashedly talking about how he felt. I laughed a bunch. I, you know, it made me tear up. Like, it's really good. So, guys, you definitely want to keep an eye out for that when it comes out, and we'll definitely raise a flag to let you know if it's playing in any theaters or will be on VOD. Hopefully they can get some good deal, like, on VOD or Netflix. I think Netflix would Netflix make it... Netflix should pick that up. It, 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 would pay, it would blow it up because it's so good. Um, also... Uh, we got a bunch of new reviews and stuff up. Like, I even did a video game review of this game with Rutger Hauer called Observer, mm-hmm. which I did a live stream for. Dude, that shit was crazy. I thought <laughs> I was having, like, an acid flashback or some fucking crazy shit every time. Uh, Christmas Evil is something I watched recently, and also Kyle, one of the writers, yeah. uh, wrote. And it's a really good piece if you guys want to check that out. If you guys haven't seen Christmas Evil before the holiday season's over, I highly watch recommend it. you watch it. It is literally my most favorite 
holiday horror movie ever made. Uh, I like other horror movies that are for the holiday, but this one in particular is just amazing. The fact that you can balance some of the most Christmas-spirited stuff with horror it's just this weird thing that shouldn't have worked, and it did. And it's like the lead actor is amazing at it. Uh, Robert Margot? 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 I can't remember his name. Amazing stuff, though. But other than that, I mean, that's pretty much all I got going on. I'm trying to catch up on a lot of fucking work. Like, as far as music, I got, like, shit that I need to write, remix, or fucking... So I'm going nuts here. And everybody's like, hey, you don't have to do it. And I'm like, I want to, but I just don't have time. Right. I still have that rap track. I'm still fucking trying to Can you work hurry on. Up because it's really fun. <laughs> I know, and I want to get it done. And I just, I've been so stressed out. Like, it's been crazy. So, but I think it might be that time for Christmas carols. <laughs> Horse shots. Okay, guys, so as we already told you, we're going to be watching Secret Santa and uh, Once Upon a Time at Christmas next week. I think this one leans obviously a little bit more towards the Once Upon a Time at Christmas. And there's no favors here because we haven't picked our favorite and you don't know what they are yet. But we just decided that we wanted to do a Mr. and Mrs. Claus shot. We're calling it a Killer Claus shot, but it's going to be Mrs. and Mr. Claus. Because if you've seen the trailer for Once Upon a Time at Christmas, you know that there is a Harley Quinn-esque Mrs. Santa and a... British uh, white eyed like his one of his eyes is burned out and like he's like Santa Claus and they go around killing people yeah for the holidays of course ho 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 so we figured we put a little something sweet and spice and everything nice in this shot (laughs) (laughs) Uh, let me tell you what's in it we decided to put in two different types of rum we're going to be one Malibu and one spiced Captain Morgan we figured that could be the Mrs. and Mr.'s Mr. Claus. Mm-hmm. Then we got a little bit of a Kahlua mudslide mix that we haven't used in seven months. <laughs> <laughs> we might die. Yeah, we hope it's okay. Um, and then we're going to use a little bit of peppermint-flavored schnapps to spice it up for the holidays, right? Right. Because, you know, Santa loves peppermint schnapps, and just like every old fuck out there. So we're going to put a fourth in each. <laughs> So we got four ingredients, a fourth of each, and I might actually just, yeah, a fourth of each is fine. Yeah. I'm sure the peppermint schnapps is going to overpower. I hate peppermint schnapps. Yeah. Well, just wait till you get about 30 years older. You'll be loving schnapps. No. I think you have to, like, sign a registry so that you can get free schnapps from the government. <laughs> well, Oh, wait, no, we're in America. <laughs> <laughs> if I can get free booze, I'll sign anything. So I put in spiced rum. Now I'm going to put in a little bit of the... Mudslide. Kahlua. Oh, you want to drink that? I want to drink it. Alright. Now we're going to put in a little bit of the Malibu. <laughs> Malibu. Malibu. Malibu's most wanted. Now you could, if you wanted, with uh, some of these kind of shots that are kind of creamy and sugary, you could always put like... hate that fucking word. What, creamy? Creamy. Uh, creamy. <laughs> you want some creamy? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so now we're going to put a little bit of the uh, pepper schnapps. Yeah. Schnapps. Schnapps. Just a skosh. Just a skosh. That's more than a skosh. Yeah, whatever. It's <laughs> a lot. It's a lot of schnapps. And then you put this in your mouth and puke. Did you mix it? Thanks. Uh, I look like uh, Thanks, Michael Ryan. J. Fox trying to hand that to you. Rude. <laughs> 
inappropriate. It's totally inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> it totally makes sense. Whatever. Right? Yeah, you're still doing it. Uh, yeah, I, I am. I don't know why I'm shaky. <laughs> I'm like scared. He's <laughs> terrified. Cheers. Cheers. I'm not going to. I'm seriously yeah, you're shaking. You're going to spill it. I'm just going to. No, 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 no. oh, see? Fuck. It's in my shoes. No, I didn't get it on your shoes. It's in my shoes. <laughs> just reach forward. God damn it. I don't know why I'm shaking. All right, Michael, calm down. <laughs> All right. Happy holidays, y'all. Merry fucking Christmas or something. Huh. It's actually not bad. That was actually really good. <laughs> yeah. That's really good. It is really good. I was like, I was like, oh, God, what's it going to taste like? And then I was like, kind of good. It's going to taste like ass. <laughs> yeah, guys. It's the peppermint schnapps helps it, I think. I think actually. it smooths it over. And I think all the other stuff kind of balances it out. So it's not so peppermint. It, I, it is peppermint, but. Yeah. I don't take back anything I said about peppermint schnapps, but. That was really delicious. I felt like that helped it. What is that? Oh, candy cane. <laughs> so if you guys would love to do a Killer Claws shot, well, all you have to do is go to longlivethevoid.com and check out our hashtag horror shot section right fucking now. Ding. But that's it for horror shots. And this just in from the North Pole. We've got some fucking news. Here is the fucking news. And even though this news is coming from the North Pole, it should raise a lot of South Pole questions. <laughs> I don't know what I mean by that. I don't know either. <laughs> like, explain, please. Yeah. I meant my penis, all right? It should, Just raise, shut up. It should raise a lot of dicks. <laughs> it should raise Schwing. a lot of dicks. Schwing. So, in the news this past week, there was a uh, pretty pretty good stuff here. I mean, first of all, we've talked about this on the podcast a couple of times. Um, I'm actually a big fan of Ash vs. Evil Dead. I'm not, like, the biggest fan out there, but I still think it's a show that deserves its... I don't know. It deserves to be out there. Uh, one, because Bruce Campbell. Two, because I love Evil Dead. And three, because it's different than most of the shit we get on TV. And horror is kind of like booming right now, so it should be doing well. Uh, it's been running on Stars for two seasons now. It's going to be on its third here this February. Some of the past news we already talked about is that the show is going to be canceled after the third season. There arose a petition that someone started to get uh, Ash vs. Evil Dead, a fourth and a fifth season um, on Stars or wherever it may be. I believe that it kind of helped reach a lot of people uh, and it kind of like caught the wind of or caught the eye and attention of Netflix because suddenly, just this past week, Ash vs. Evil Dead seasons one and two are on Netflix, which is a little surprising because yes. Stars doesn't put their shows on Netflix, guys. So this is a little confusing, and obviously what I think this means is that Netflix is like, hey, let's give it a test run, see how it does. If it does well on our platform, maybe we'll pick up the third, fourth, and fifth season and do it. And fuck yeah if they do, because I think it's going to get its audience on Netflix. I agree. So what we're saying is go fucking watch it on Netflix right. so they keep it. Right. Because it's If awesome. you've already seen it... Fucking let it play while you're at work. I don't give a shit. Play it yeah. in the fucking background. Like, make sure you play it a couple of times. I don't care. Right. We don't give a fuck. Like, I on. know that there are some people out there that are really upset about Ash vs. Evil Dead, which kind of perplexes me, and I understand you guys. I'm not trying to say you're stupid or wrong or anything like that, but this is something we should be supporting, okay? Like... I agree. I, I, I know that there are some people that like, um, uh, what's his name? Stan Against Evil? Yeah, which... 
is pretty much the same it's show. It's the same show. It's not as well done, but it's funny. It like, is. I love fucking John C. McGinley. He's great. Yeah. Like, he's fucking great. Plus, second season has, like, uh, David Koshner, um, so like, Jeffrey cameos. Combs, right. and, and, like, all these people. It's awesome. I like both shows. I don't know. It is very similar, regardless of whether one's better or not. Support fucking Ash vs. Evil Dead. They're both good shows. Yeah. It's but. a good show. It deserves to be running, and it could get better. I don't know what season three is going to hold for us, but I loved season two. I thought it was hilarious, and I don't know. I hope it sticks around. Even Brittany's not a huge fan of the show. I had an Evil Dead wedding, and I'm not a huge fan of the show, yeah. but I still really, I, I like it, and I appreciate it, and I love Bruce Campbell. In other news, Russo Brothers Studio has just won a heated bidding war for this novel, an illustrated novel called The Electric Slate from Simon Stallenhog. Uh, Deadline reported on this. Andy Muschietti, who directed the It movie, mm-hmm. the huge Huge success of a movie. You know, that terrible piece of shit. Yeah. Just kidding. <laughs> oh, well, some people didn't like it, too. There's another one. Um, but it will. he's going to direct it. It's going to be a reimagining of a low-tech apocalyptic mid-90s vision of the American West. This is the synopsis of it. In late 1997, a runaway teenager and her yellow toy robot travel west through a strange USA where the ruins of a gigantic battle drones litter the countryside, heaped together with discarded trash of a high-tech consumerist society in decline. As their car approaches the edge of the continent, the world outside the window seems to be unraveling even ever faster as somewhere beyond the horizon, the hollow core of civilization has finally caved in. Bum, bum, yeah. <laughs> He's going to produce it, though. Uh, Muschietti will produce with his sister again, Barbara Muschietti. Um, and principals Joe and Anthony Russo will produce them. Their production head, Mike LaRocca, will be the executive producer. So, I don't know. I mean... I don't know how he's going to fit all this in with all this. Like, he's doing the fucking It sequel. Oh, yeah. It's like, so we're probably talking three, four years years. out. Yeah. And this is probably going to rely heavily on, like, CGI and shit. So, because you can't do an apocalyptic background like that. You know what I mean? With practical effects. What do you guys think of this? Nowadays, technology, it's not really the go-to because it costs more money in the end, I think. Well, I mean, I don't know. It's just to they're going to have huge it. landscapes. I think that's going to be the like the showpiece. Yeah. I don't mind landscapes. Kind of like what like how they do Pacific I, Rim and I shit. I do not mind landscapes uh in like them doing CGI and stuff. I just watched this insane news report about how Nvidia has a technology that they're putting on their self-driving cars that can literally it's like an AI that can literally re take pictures from the world and remake it into like a sunny day into a snowy day and this technology is in the self-driving cars so that they can understand what it's like to drive in snowy conditions rainy conditions or sunny conditions even if the area they're in doesn't have that they want to be able to have that technology for it and if you look at the comparison shots of like this car driving down the road and how it mimics snow it puts all this cgi sort of looking thing over top of it it looks pretty flawless neat it's scary though this is how we all die right that's what i'm saying like it's it's actually taking images from things and actually compiling it to make it look like that and it's really interesting technology but like have you come like driven by one of those self-driving cars yet 
Oh yeah, we I have a lot like, on this road. Like, yeah, I feel like Mouse yeah, and I day. are like find them all the time everywhere. Right. There's always someone in the car, but they're in like the passenger seat. Well, I think the reason why is because they have to have a certain <laughs> amount of to, hours. Well, they still have to have a person. Like they're they're not like free green light greenlit no. yet. I don't think to drive without a person because like right now it's driving, but they have to have a person. Like, oh, it's going to be continued for like the next year it's or the two. The fucking or, weirdest shit ever. Yeah. It makes me extremely uncomfortable. Just the saying. only accidents those things have gotten in, by the way, are when someone hit one. Yeah. Unintentionally, which is cool. Like, I mean, not that someone hit it intentionally, but I, I I, think that's interesting. Right. I don't know. It still freaks me out, but... Speaking of apocalyptic situations, do you ever see the movie Skyline? Yes. The guy from Six Feet Under? Yes. Uh, that was Main also... Guy? Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, there's, I love that show. There's a new movie coming out called... No, it's not... Sh- oh, no, you mean I Six Feet Under? No, I love Six Feet Under. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's one of many shows that I love Michael that got C. Hall got his start there, like, big time. Dexter. Dexter, yeah. So, um, <laughs> but there is a sequel that got made with Frank uh, from Frank from the Purge sequels. Uh, the guy that oh, yeah, Miles watches those movies. Yeah, well, he's in it, and it's about this father and this son, and he gets sucked up into one of the fucking alien spaceships or whatever. It looks a little less of a budget than than uh, like the CGI is not on point. Like the first one was, but I think it looks kind of interesting. And for those of you that didn't mind Skyline so much and found some redeeming value in it, which is I'm one of those people, you may want to check out the sequel that's out in select theaters and VOD now. So also in the news, Friday the 13th video game just announced that Shelly Finkelstein or Finkelstein is actually uh, from the part three Friday the 13th franchise is going to be included into the Friday the 13th video game, which is um, amazing. And I've told people online, I was like, I don't know whether I want to die if I play him or not. (laughs) Like I may intentionally want him to die. Yeah. Which if you guys haven't fucking tuned in for Alex when he streams, you need to do it because it's (laughs) fucking hilarious. I'm ridiculously silly on it. Especially when he gets to play fucking jason oh yeah <laughs> he's so stupid yeah I, I i put on i have a voice changer and shit and i do it's all kinds of so voices fucking funny like <laughs> i i rarely get to tune in when you're actually streaming but yeah. he always shows me videos and i am fucking crying because i'm laughing so hard but my, I've best, been playing my this. best friend watches you oh really jenny yeah she she watches jenny it. watches when yeah. does she fucking say hi whenever she can she 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 tunes in too she never but says hi at least i'm pretty sure she said she does because she was all surprised when she found out that you had a twitch or they oh, use yeah. Twitch or whatever. A lot of people so I think are. She, I think she tunes in and watches. If she doesn't, she will now because I called her out for it. So. Nice. Yeah, hey, no. And guys, <laughs> if you ever want to tune in, you can go to twitch.tv forward slash D-E-K-O-N-R-E-I-G-H-N. So Deacon Rain. Anyway, <laughs> sorry, guys. I didn't mean to derail the whole fucking thing. No, it's thing. fine. It's hilarious. It's really fun. But if you guys <laughs> you ever want to. streaming too? Yeah, I do that during streaming. Okay. I'm going to be doing it tonight, actually. The only time I ever see like your stream is for the Friday the 13th game. So. Yeah, I do that a lot. A lot of people love that. But uh, <laughs> anyway, guys, check out Shelly Finkelstein on uh, Friday the 13th video game. It'll be out on the 19th. Last bit of news. There is a... I don't know if you guys remember this, but there was a billion-dollar Conjuring lawsuit for the movie Conjuring. I do not remember this. Well... <sighs> So just we reported on it a while ago, but it's been a little while and I hadn't heard anything about it. Well, it just came out recently uh, about this whole thing. And there's some really funny shit. I'll try to shoot through this. If you guys aren't familiar with the story, when author Gerald Brittle 
penned the, the book called The Demonologist for oh, Ed, Ed and Lorraine Warren yeah. in 1980. It was done with the understanding that the movie deals utilizing events described in the book could never be agreed to make a movie picture or whatever. Um, I remember. They, he did this because shortly after he wrote the book, it was like three years after the Amityville Horror came out, which is a huge success. Really smart idea of him to do that. But here's the funny thing. So fast forward to 2013 and Warner Brothers, along with New Line, releases the hottest horror film of the year, The Conjuring. It's a huge film. It's a release that would go on to inspire several different sequels, several different spinoffs, like tons of spinoffs from now. Uh, everything seems grand and it would be even seem that way if everyone was getting along nicely, but it didn't happen that way. Somewhere along the line, it appeared that somebody forgot about Gerald Brittle's author deal that he made with Ed and Lorraine Warren. Uh, uh, but the funny thing about this is, is that Warner Brothers' biggest defense against this lawsuit, this billion-dollar lawsuit, was that they were pushing the idea that Brittle can't copyright true events and that everything that he wrote about had actually happened. Therefore, their defense would partially rely on them having to prove that ghosts and demons were real in court in order to show that everything in The Demonologist is true and not a work of fiction. And this was gearing up to be the best court battle of all time until yesterday, which I think it's hilarious that they would have had to prove that there was demons and ghosts because no one would have won that battle. No. But it, but it's funny. Um, uh, apparently, the whole court case uh, dismiss he dismissed the claims against Warner Brothers and New Line, and the settlement took place over the weekend. Reason being is that there was a mastermind behind the scenes who and they made fun of it and called it like a Scooby Doo adventure where they, <laughs> they rip off the mask and it's actually this other guy named Tony DeRosa Grund, who Tony DeRosa Grund actually was a producer on the first Conjuring movie and then attempted to sue Warner Brothers multiple times claiming that he was owed money still and it got really really bad according to deadline they said that he or uh he was ordered to no longer pursue lawsuits against uh, lawsuits against warner brothers uh but it didn't stop him and he began to sponsor gerald brittle and his lawsuit mm. against warner brothers and literally this guy was pushing gerald brittle the whole time behind the scenes the plot thickens. and then gerald brittle was like fuck this i'm done with this shit because he didn't realize all this stuff and so he just settled out of court with it to awesome he's still a rich man right you know what i mean like but it's just like even gerald brittle didn't know about all this and didn't care about it he was like this guy was pushing me the whole fucking time and he was like trying to take control of the whole fucking thing and so i don't know it's really crazy uh they went on to say you know so it's a big bummer that we didn't get to see the court battle in which warner brothers summoned a demon in the middle of a courtroom (laughs) (laughs) I know, I'm, I'm sad too. I think it's hilarious. That would have been cool. So until an actual demon emerges and everyone dies, dude, that's all we need. We just need a, an epic event like just that. Once. Just once. Just once. That's all we're asking. <laughs> but guys, that's it for the news. So now we're going to go ahead and jump into our grave plot segment where we make up movies on the spot by pulling names out of our golden skull with diamond eyes. More likely out of our butts. (laughs) Pretty much. Basically. And if you don't know what this is, well, you should stick the fuck around because it's pretty fucking fun. You should listen to last week's because it was fucking glorious. So hang on and listen to us struggle through creation. (laughs) And we're going to do that right now.
All right, guys. So we are back, and we're going to be doing our grave plots right fucking now. Right now. Buckle the fuck up and put on your thinking caps, because it's time to listen to Brittany and Alex struggle. Like, really? To make up a, an ingenious <laughs> idea without people looking at us like we're idiots. Although we did get a good compliment. I don't know. I, I mentioned this briefly to you outside uh, before we started. Isaac Thorne, who is a good writer, is probably going to be coming on, guys. And uh, uh, I talked to him. He's a he's actually a really good writer. He loves, loves horror movies. And uh, he's a big supporter of the community, on especially on Twitter and elsewhere. He does like... Scream Radio, he does his own podcast, he writes his own reviews, so he's really well steeped in the whole fucking thing, so, but he gave us a big compliment, and so that gives us encouragement that we might be doing the right thing. <laughs> I told him, I was like, well, I feel really good about what we do. <laughs> Thanks, man. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate it. Big shout out to Isaac. Um, it's a good name. So Solid name. <laughs> right. So here's what we could do, guys. This is pretty simple. We have a golden skull here with diamond eyes that we stole from a uh, time capsule many years ago. Stole uh, from Indiana Jones. We're actually from the future, and we're here to tell you all about it. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, we basically pull names out of this cup, and we make up names previously that this time we are making up movies that are related to holiday horror movies. So we wrote down names that we thought would be interesting to put into this cup. We're going to draw it out of there. Then whoever made it up stays quiet. The other person has to come up with the plot, the story, the kills, the everything. We all Once, once we get kind of a basis for what the story is going to be, then we either agree on it or change it, whatever we want to fit to make this whole movie idea. And then when we're all done, we come up with a tagline, <laughs> and then we come up with the VHS cover for the movie. Make it feel like it's a real thing. Mm-hmm. So, I <laughs> who went last time? It was you. I picked, yeah. It's your turn. So, I hope I pick a good one. <laughs> Me too. If we don't, we're not telling you guys. Let's pick a different Let's one. Let's pick a different one. <laughs> There's a lot of cool ones in there, so I feel like you should just lay them all out and pick one. Ooh, that's a good name. Is it but mine? I still haven't gotten one of mine picked Is yet. Is it mine? Yeah. Yay! What did I, I do? Which I one? never. Brittany has been here since she's been here. <laughs> I've only lit- done one. I, we, I've never done one of mine. No, I've only done. I've only drawn yours. One or you drew whatever. We've only done one of yours yeah. the entire time. But what is it? I'm excited. It's the Yuletide Strangler. Yes. Yeah. I love that one. I'm so. That's excited a really you good name. It. Yeah. Thank you. Fuck. I had good ones. That's why I was so excited to do fucking Christmas because I. Had I always really had to come ones. up with the premise though. You realize that right? Because it's always yours. I'm sorry. <laughs> But you do so good. Yeah, well, I, thank you. It's better than me. <laughs> so I get uh, good titles. That's I, I, no, about yeah, as good as I am at it. <laughs> that's one thing I'm really excited about is the Yuletide Strangler is a really good name. Uh, so, <laughs> oh, God. I'm glad you like that one because that's my favorite Yeah, no, one. I really like the name. Um, that one and last week's were my favorite so, ones. So basically, guys, I got to come up with the premise of the story like to lead us in a direction. Okay, so the Yuletide Strangler is about a guy who strangles people, apparently, right? <laughs> no. But maybe we should <laughs> we should do it kind of like that Black Christmassy thing where it like starts from like some beginning and then ends up somewhere. Or is it a whodunit? Or is it uh, just like a random slasher movie? Like, I feel like the Yuletide Strangler, like how would he strangle people, he or she even? Um, it could be just like several people that strangle people or i don't know i'm, uh, I'm drawing blanks um 
I think a classic strangler concept or strangler. You're not wow. supposed to inter- inter- intervene. Oh, shit, I'm sorry. You're right. I well, know. That's, you're asking. Uh, I, well, no, 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 no. I'm just like, I'm just talking out loud. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm formulating ideas somehow. Okay, continue. Um, fuck. Let me just think. The I'm name sorry. is fantastic, but it's like fun. Like coming up with like a cool concept is a little bit more difficult on this one. Well, we may have to go a little basic with this one, you know. Which like there's we, nothing wrong with that. No, I don't think there's anything wrong. I mean, we, not all of these are going to be like. This hasn't been done yet, so quite honestly, we can do whatever the fuck we want. Well, it might have been done, but like we're probably going to have to borrow some tropes just name. to get it started. So what if it's like? What if it's like? Um, a guy who he saw like it was like Christmas time or something like that. And it's almost like the Batman story where he sees his family get killed. But instead of it being by a criminal, it's like more of like the police accidentally kill her. Oh, like his family. Yeah. We can kind of spin it on a little more current social okay. political climate. So brute force. Yeah. Like something like- happens where they think that he's she, his family is the, the people, the perpetrators or whatever. And they, they miss whatever. And his family gets killed. And maybe, maybe his uh, dad's trying to get away over a fence with razor wire. And he cuts his, like he gets his neck caught in it and it severs his head in front of his kid. Sweet. Right. So it's like this really dramatic fucked up thing. And the kid's like really fucked up about it. Um, um, so his dad's head gets severed in front of him and it's like the opening of the movie, right? Like, and like the cops get in trouble. There's like, you see the newscasting and like so all, all the reports in the paper say that he killed their fan. They killed their family unjustly. It all stands from this big miscommunication. Right. Okay. And so the cops are at, at fault at this point in time. Right. So maybe he targets like cops instead. And he's called the Yuletide Strangler. And what he does is he's fashioned some sort of like device with gloves where he can use razor wire to strangle people with, uh, you know, the razor wire. And he's got these like these things where he just wraps around people's heads and just strangles the shit out of them. I think it needs to be on a string of Christmas lights. I mean, we could definitely do it. I mean, maybe he, I, I don't know. Because see, if we do the Christmas so lights, cool. like the logistics of it, you know, those You're damn, right. I know. The, the damn things are going to go out. One of the balls is going to visually fuck up. would look stunning. Maybe we could do saying. one segment where he one does. One segment in particular. Yeah. Or at least underneath like christmas lighting right specifically but that would be dope but yeah so, so i like where so, you're going with this so you think that's a good idea i think it's cool i mean it's different mm-hmm. and it's kind of a little bit more current a little bit you know because it's dealing with the like the distrust of cops and things mm-hmm. doesn't mean that we don't support police officers guys this is a fake story we're just making something up to basically tackle an issue yeah. that we all talk about have fun with it don't be up our fucking ass about yeah it. like seriously like we're just creating stuff here um, we're not trying to make a statement. Um, yeah, for real. So, so like, okay, so why did the, so what was happening that they, that they, oh, so somebody robbed a bank or something like that? Or, mm-hmm. I mean, what would it be that, that, that they were chasing after these people? They robbed a liquor store? The, yeah, I feel like it could just be mistaken identity. Like they matched descriptions of, um, a couple that robbed a convenience store, maybe their car or them in their face. Like they just, they matched descriptions of someone who just robbed a convenience store or a bank or wherever we want to fucking talk about so they chase after them oh maybe he gets his son over the fence i think that's perfect and then and then he like lowers him down with his jacket somehow and he's cutting himself his arms his dad Mm -hmm. and he's like you gotta run billy or whatever your name is like you gotta run you gotta get out of here and uh 
that's and then his dad like tries to get over and he tries to like flip over and then the cops shoot him on the fence and that's when you see him like strangle himself around the barbed wire or the razor wire and it like really it like ugh. like you just see his head like slowly rip off sweet and it's just like the kids just staring there and there's like christmas music playing in the background you know what i mean yeah and like, uh, maybe it should be like a department store. They think they robbed a department store. Or something. Well, they have to. Like, there's got. Where would there be razor wire though? Like near that. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? It's got to be something like, like they're just walking down the street and it's off the side of the street with they're carrying Christmas presents or whatever the hell. So you know, obviously that's what that's what ignites the Yuletide Strangler, right? Yeah. So now, do we follow it through his eyes and him killing, or do we tell another story with different characters and them getting killed by or chased after him? Maybe there was a cop that was like trying to stop the other cops from like they just might not be the right people, and somehow he gets tangled in it. It's the voice of reason, right? Like he's like the newbie cop, mm-hmm. while the older veteran guys are like gung ho about it. Or would it be the other way around? Or yeah, I mean, you could follow it. I think it would be kind of cool to. Well, is it too? Is it too like obvious to follow it in that guy's kind of shoes? That would be cool, though. I think that would create a really cool story. To I think it would it be better because that, that's like his first case or something that he ever worked on or first call. I think it would be better to kind of just show him like the kind of like Giallo style where they do the black gloves and you don't really see his face. Yeah, I agree. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. would he be wearing a mask? Like, what would he be wearing if we finally, you know? It's like we kind of get an interaction, like a buildup in the beginning that it that this could possibly lead to who this is and why, but it's not like a definitive answer. Yeah, maybe some of the cops get let off and he grows up and he's and he and he doesn't. They try to tell him they don't want to tell him the like truth. <laughs> he comes and, after the retired ones first, right? Something like that. And then it should he, just be his pair of like these gloves that he's fashioned with the razor wire, like no face, nothing like that's all you see. Right. I think. And maybe he doesn't maybe he doesn't kill the kids of these people like. No, he just strictly goes after them. Yeah. But I think it'd be kind of interesting if he tries to punish like their family and not the kids. Yeah. Or would he do that? Would he sympathize with the kids and not want them to see it? I think he would. No, he would sympathize. He would sympathize with the kids. He'd want to make sure that they don't don't see it because he doesn't want them to turn out like he did. Okay. That's how I I feel like that makes sense. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. So he would. uh, So he wouldn't kill the parents. Not in front of the kids, at least. Right. I feel I think it would be good for it to be like kind of like a personal vendetta situation where he goes after who. What if he hands out candy canes to, to one kid? That like happens to see it. Who's scared? He tries to calm him down. Yeah, he just tries to be really sweet and gentle to them. And he maybe maybe he even gives them money. That'd be a good segue for like the third killing or so. Right. A little bit into the middle of the movie. Right. Well, they kind of do that in Silent Night, Deadly Night, right? Where the the kid sees his family get killed, like his throat cut by Mm. Santa Claus or Mm -hmm. whatever. But it's different because this is cops. Right. So, but it's around Christmas when they die, or around the holidays, whatever you want. Yeah, to call I mean, it. it can't, it can't strictly just be. I, I see where you're coming from, where it can't strictly just be with like the cops that he's trying to kill that were involved. He needs to come after something personal too, because it took something personal from him. Right. So I think I it would be that. anybody attached to the guy's family. Right. So any adults that he's hanging out with, you know, they're like, all like collateral damage. But yeah, exactly. Like it needs to be like pretty brutal. Yeah. Maybe he only kills a few at first, but then when they try to interfere with him, that's when he kills them too. Or you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Maybe he kills them and their wife. It's um, a little bit more. 
careless about it. Right. So, but, so this kid, like, like how, what happens to this kid, like, behind the scenes, like, we got to fast forward, like, 20, 30 years later, right? And he's just, he's kept all this anger inside of him. But what triggers it again? Maybe he's, like, a manager or, like, regular employee at this hardware store or something. And then, like, one of the cops that was, like, part of his dad's death comes in. And oh, it's the anniversary. Yeah, it's the 30th it's like the anniversary. anniversary. Unbeknownst to this police officer, but he knows it. Maybe this cop that's retired now comes in and he's trying to buy something for his house or yard or whatever the fuck he's doing, and he recognizes him. You think? And he like I don't maybe think he just... says something. Along no, 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 because we're not following like... the guy. I just want to know what triggers him. There's um, got to be something in the news or something because we're gonna. I think we should follow another group of people. Like oh, yeah, maybe one of the cops that didn't we're really. View, are we viewing it through like the the young cops? Yes, eyes. Then? I think so. Okay, that's fine. So he's like fifty, sixty now. You know what I mean? Like it's thirty years later, thirtieth anniversary of uh. Maybe he sees it on the news. Oh yeah, because it was like a big deal, right? Yeah, like maybe like people tried to hide it from him, and he finds out information somehow as he gets older. Or maybe that's something that he's always worked. Like a case he's always kind of worked secretly. Or something. Yeah, I don't like, think we should get too struck up on the details. Maybe we should just have him kill people, and then you find out why. Mm-hmm. You know what what these guys are linked to as another officer realizes like that it's connected. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe the cop, the good cop that tried to stop it. You follow him in his life mm-hmm. and in all his cop buddies and some of the retired ones. He goes to like a retired party, Christmas party, and something. You know what I mean? And they kind of mention it. Mm-hmm. Something like that. So, 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 what's this cop? Um, what are we going to call the cop? Brian. His name's Brian. Brian. Okay. And he's pretty much like 40, 50 years old now. I'm going to go with. I kind of picture him like uh, that guy from uh, The Night of the Creeps. Uh, <laughs> do you know what I'm talking about? Thrill me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't think of his name. Anyway, so so so, what do we do from here? Do we start just killing some people off, or we have like we follow Brian's life, the the officer that grew up to try to protect the the kid and his family, uh, and stop the cops from shooting. Like maybe there's a scene where he's like, "Whoa, Sky, stop! The wrong people!" and they just keep firing. And, like, it's a disaster. They get around a corner. His wife dies first. And then he gets around the corner, puts a kid over the fence, and tells him to run and hide. Mm-hmm. Da, 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 da. But Brian, you follow his life, and he's now a detective. He's not a beat cop anymore. And he's working in the office. And he starts getting reports of, like, people getting killed. Yeah. Like, he goes to a, the scene of a crime, you know, where somebody's been, their head's been severed. You know what I mean? Like, or they've been choked out or almost severed. What do you think? Mm-hmm. That works. Okay. Because it's kind of like not something that he picks up on right away. Right. He's just investigating it. So this should take place over a week or so of the anniversary, the 30th anniversary of it? Mm-hmm. So it's right before Christmas that his parents die, a week before. Right. And that's when he starts killing all the way up until Christmas. That works. This is like the first initial scene that he comes to. Yeah, so Brian, like, maybe he goes to, uh, like, a lo- lo- homicide location, and it's, like, blood everywhere, and, like, you could see, like, they're trying to solve, like, what's going on, and they figure out he's, he's, he's got large lacerations under his neck. What did they what did they use to kill him, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, do you think the first victim should be, like, completely head severed? I don't think it should be completely. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe it's just, like, his throat's sawed, kind of. Pretty much, like, partial. Yeah. Like, it's, like, cracked complete. open, and it's really bad. So, maybe he... Do we want to do a chick first, or a dude? 
victim. Yeah, it could be a, a police officer, oh, like, like woman or whatever. It doesn't matter. So like one of the retired officers, right? Yeah, like they, it's a, a retired officer. They're no longer. So maybe they're filling out or they're like signing off on their like Christmas cards or something. Right. And that could be the scene. So you see like blood spider all over these like cards and then like pool. Maybe it's like the kids left. So you don't know yeah, why. The family just Like left. one of their, yeah, like the off retired officer, his wife, his two kids are there with their families, except for the kids are left alone. Maybe there's two kids there. And they're like, why are the kids left? And like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They each have candy canes. Like, why? Right. Like, what's going on? And then another, you know, I think that'd be kind of interesting. What do you think? Yeah. Like, it's a bloodbath in there. Yeah. I like it. How many couples are there, too? Yeah. Like, but you see that he's like, maybe he sneakily killed these people one by one. Um not all together, you know, because that would be really hard for a strangler to mm-hmm. kill people. Like, he has to kind of pick it them off. It has to be, yeah. It's not like he just, like, groups strangles them. This <laughs> is a group strangle. Group strangle! Group strangle time, everybody line up. <laughs> Christmas hugs! <laughs> yeah, that works. So they're all in, like, different rooms. Yeah, one's outside. He sneaks in the window. Uh, grandmother's cuts next cut, or his wife or whatever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. She's like... One's in the bathroom, one's down the hall. Maybe one tried to get away, and then he had to, like, stab him and then strangle him. But was like, pooping. Maybe he even kills people and then strangles them after they're dead. Yeah, he doesn't necessarily have to kill them by strangulation. Right. It's a, what is it? Modus operandi. I think it would be kind of cool if he did remove some of their heads, unless he's, like, in a pressured situation where he... If he has time yeah. to spend, he does it. Yeah. But if he doesn't, then he doesn't. Like, maybe he put all their heads up on the mantle of the Christmas, like, of the the fireplace. Or in the stockings. Yeah, like, something like that. I don't know if you can fit a head in a stocking, but... You can. Yeah? Probably. <laughs> he Make puts, it work. He puts one up as a Christmas star. angel. Star! Yeah, yeah <laughs> the star on the tree. That'd be hilarious. I don't know how you would do that. Uh, you, what do you mean? It's easy. Yeah, no way. A head weighs like fucking insane amounts of, you know. I know. That's less likely than fitting it into a stocking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I just think it'd be kind of cool if maybe he, try to, he tries to do something with their heads a little bit yeah, in some festive. situations. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's kind of cool. So I think the first one, they he finds all their heads on there, except for the one, and, and you realize that maybe he was... Um, Rushed. Rushed in some way. They talk about rushed. that. Maybe yeah. that's when the kids came in. Right. Like mid. And the kids are all frightened and scared and don't talk, but like maybe eventually one of them does and they tell him what the what he's wearing. So should he have a mask? I feel like he should have a mask or do we just see it from his first person view of his hands? Yeah, I don't. Just the moments where he kills people. You don't see that one in particular, but there's going to be times where you do out throughout the movies. Right. Yeah. I feel like it should just be like his hands and then like the method that he has. Or the gloves or whatever he wears, and then like his yeah tool. Well, because razor wire does have large pieces where it doesn't have yeah. Right, but so maybe he has to do like a string of them. Yeah, like you know, loop it around the. Yeah, you've got to have more than one strand in order to right. And he wears like metal gloves. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Like uh, I forget what they call those gloves. They're chainmail. Yeah, it's kind of like chainmail around the gloves, so he doesn't cut himself. Mm -hmm. That'd be kind of interesting. Never seen a movie with chainmail killing gloves. It's pretty dope. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Um, heavy. So they figure it out. They they realize that it's a retired cop and his family, and like some of the officers on the scene like recognize him, and they're like, "Oh God, we just went to a party with him the other day." Like, 
the fuck's going on here? And so he's like figuring it out. Excuse me. Then you see the killer this time actually go out and kill somebody and like stalk somebody in the bushes and stuff. Maybe it's like another retired cop. It was a younger cop, maybe. Yeah. Doesn't have to necessarily be someone tied to that case. Right. In particular, because he's just targeting whoever. So it's just like a. He's like peeking out the window. You see the camera work, like kind of like they do in those like stalker, kind of like the, you know, mm-hmm. like peeking around corners, looking in windows. Right. Like hiding behind bushes, watching them walk inside the house, things like that. That'd be kind of interesting. Stalker POV. Right. Maybe he <laughs> sneaks into camera. the house somehow, like through the back window when they're leaving and he waits in their house to like get them. And uh, one of the guys comes back in and he doesn't see the strangler. Mm-hmm. So it's like two people and their grandchild. Uh, one of them's a cop, a, w- a girl or guy, doesn't matter, whatever you want. Wait, I thought this was going to be a younger person. Yeah, it would be a younger one from 30 years ago. So they would, oh, they would have to be like, dirt. you know. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Let's do this. This one's going to be a girl. Maybe we should change it to like 20th anniversary so we can yeah, like have a wide variety old. of age. Right. Because yeah, they have to be at least 20 years old. I think like, 20 and 20th anniversary is good enough. Because if we do 30, then we're pushing like geriatrics. Yeah, because then he's in his 20s and it makes sense that he would kill around that time. Right. He wouldn't be a kid anymore. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so. Yeah, because if you think about it, if he was eight years old at the time, 20 years later, he's 28. Or even if he was 10 at the time, 10 years later, he's 30. Right, he's yeah. An adult, so. If it, we do 30, then he's getting old. <laughs> it's not going to be as strong. <laughs> well, no, I mean, it'd be not the, necessarily, kid, the but... kid would be like between 30 and 39 or whatever, right? Right. 30 still. I would say he was a little kid. I don't know. I think 20 is better for a wider range of characters. I agree. So, so one of them is like 40 years old. He's a cop or whatever. He's just still a beat cop, you know, or whatever. And he's actually a police officer. And he's got like his kids with him, you know, and they're like 14. You know, maybe one of them's like 10. Shitty teenagers. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, but that makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. About the right age. It could be younger if you want. But he's like, all right, we're going to go to grandma and grandpa's house. You know, we're going to go. And he's like, oh, hold on, honey. I'll be right back. I'm going to go get the. Uh, I, I forgot the fruitcake. Yeah, I forgot something. And he goes back in as the stranglers coming in through the back window. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't see him. So there's like this moment of tension where the strangler thinks he's going to be seen. But he isn't. And then he hears something. And so he goes to investigate, you know, like, what was that? You know, Mm -hmm. the cop. Mm -hmm. We'll call him Tom. Uh, And so Tom goes into the back to check it out. And uh, he reaches in the fridge to get something to drink real quick, grabs whatever's on the table. And as he's walking out or uh, out of the kitchen, the strangler just wraps it around his head. Maybe that's where the Christmas lights come into play. You know what I mean? Maybe he's like sawing his neck. So he's like pulling on one side. So he's trying to saw the neck. And you hear the gurgling and the spurting of the fucking not just with the not with the Christmas lights, by the way. This is with the the razor wire. The razor wire. So he's like sawing at his neck, and he's trying to fight him off. <clears throat> maybe maybe he knocks him out a little bit, and then keeps sawing on his neck, and you hear it gurgling and spurting mm-hmm. and shit. Sweet. I think that's kind of fun. Bloody mess. So then, obviously, he doesn't come out, and he waits for the family to come in right yeah and uh that's when she walks in and she's screaming and he comes up behind her as she's leaning down over her husband Mm -hmm. and he's like he grabs her by the throat with the fucking razor wire this time you know what i mean and starts choking her out you know and she's trying to scream and it's like her face is just like it's really horrid and maybe he's like yanking her 
Yeah, I feel like you should be lifting her up. Yeah, like seriously, like slamming her into and shit, like getting really, like really violent. Mm-hmm. Um, just like she's kicking off stuff and he's just slamming her on the table and knocking over the Christmas tree and shit. And as he's like doing this, a kid, you see the kid in the doorway, see all this, and it's just frozen. Mm-hmm. And that's when he slowly walks over and hands him a candy cane. And then pats him on the head. You I'm going to say he's going to pat him on the head like the Grinch. Yeah, like, hey. And then he gets out. It's going to be fine. It just disappears. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, I like it. I like that. I mean, I, I like the violence of it. Like, I'm not saying I like violence, but you know what I mean. It was super violent. Yeah, it's just, I want it to be super aggressive. So it's like, just Drives like. Drives it home. Yeah, like you just see the anger of this guy. Yeah. You know, like he is just violently angry and he has not forgotten that someone killed his family. And he's been in through all these homes. Maybe he's been psychologically, you know, like all this, you know, places to get his head evaluated. And he's been mistreated in school. Like maybe they have flashbacks of that or. Yeah. What else? So then Brian, the cop who's investigating it, who is, he was one of the young cops. He's now a detective. He's not the top detective. He's just a detective. Mm -hmm. He has to go to the the crime scene because the kids call the cops. And then what? And this is when I think you should put together the connection. Right, that they're all they're, they're all cops. Everybody's connected, and they all worked on this like one specific like. Well, they're all cops, obviously, but then he starts to piece together that they all worked together on this one specific case. Right, twenty uh, years ago or whatever. Yeah, that's a good idea. So then he starts to realize that, like, you know, maybe he at this point maybe he's still questioning that, but he like he figures it out. But then he's like, no, that's not possible. Like I'm, you know. This is that's crazy. That's too preposterous of an idea or something. Right. But then he starts to get it in the back of his mind. Yeah. He like maybe he goes out to investigate where this kid went and like what happened happened to this kid. kid. Yeah. Yeah. Then that's when we start like the paperwork is really shitty and and, like they didn't really keep track of a lot of stuff. Right. And And then that's when we get the little flashbacks of the character like the kid what happened to him and like why he's you know becoming the way that he is or whatever maybe one of the starts looking into him maybe the kid tries to sabotage some of the files in like a hospital or something like that and like burns down a hospital or wherever he was so that they couldn't track him and like so they like presume he's dead or some shit right like something something along those lines where it's like he's covering his tracks a little bit but they figure out like you know what i mean because it kind of is like a whodunit but not like you kind of know that it's this guy but he can't find him because it makes it a little bit more interesting i guess yeah i'm trying to think of like the presumed dead things too predictable i think it is i think maybe that his like reason, maybe yeah. maybe his like looking into him should just lead to a dead end at some point like maybe he like graduates college and then there's like nothing after that so he does not she's not sure what happened to this kid like he doesn't know where he, what he went to do, where he works, where he lives, nothing. It's just the trail kind of went cold. Okay. And he can't find him. Because I, th- I feel like if it's a presumed dead situation, that's way too predictable to like every fucking slasher. I kind of like, yeah, that's true. I kind of like, uh, maybe he's always on the tail of this guy a little bit. Um, maybe he like finds like all these different safe houses that this guy kind of lives in throughout the city. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That he, that, you know, maybe he's strangled people just for this, the cause. Mm-hmm. Like, that he's killed people. He connects all these other, like, random starter situations. Right, maybe. Random deaths or something. Maybe he's got, like, a whole... Similar MOs. Yeah, like, as Mike used to call it, a wall of crazy. Mm-hmm. Where he's, like, got all these cops and, like, the cop, maybe Brian. A wall of crazy. Yeah, Brian uh, Rudker, whatever. Brian <laughs> Rudker goes to find uh, 
this guy and he he once he the trail goes cold but then he finds out about some kid that you know or something from somebody and then he goes to this house where he used to live and finds a piece of mail and then he tries to go to that and then he finds this guy's house while Brian or while the kid's not home mm-hmm. while the strangler's not home and he finds like a whole wall of crazy of all these different people yeah there's like his picture and the other people that are dead and like multiple others that aren't dead yet they're still alive it's like a plan it's almost kind of like it kind of reminds me of uh seven a little bit i love that movie yeah, yeah a little want, bit i don't want to be like seven like he's teaching him a lesson and then he mm. finds his his mm. wife's head in a box kind of thing what's in that box <laughs> yeah, that, that whole wall of crazy things been done in like every movie so it's not in well no no, no. Like i just mean that, like but... he's like you can see that he's actually been organized he he stumbles upon this and that's when a door gets that'd right. be like the third act right like that's when the door finally opens but we're just kind of fast forwarding with a couple of kills. So who does he kill next and why? And does he almost get caught? Like, I think it would be kind of interesting if he almost gets caught this time. Mm-hmm. I agree. And maybe the guy survives. He doesn't die. Yeah. Or the girl or whoever he tries to kill. Yeah. I feel like time. he should have a mask. Give him a mask. Like a, some sort of mask. Like a reindeer mask. A reindeer. Like, you know. Uh, mm. Would it be a kind of scary looking face that he could wear? A unicorn. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, perfect. Where's a horse head? It's fine. No, 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 no. I don't know. I don't think he should have a mask. I think it'd be kind of interesting to have. So he's got to cover his identity a little bit. Yeah. But and it's got to be interesting enough that people call it out and they say they can't figure out who it is. Because it's kind of menacing to see somebody get killed. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's just like a fucking beanie, like a holiday fucking beanie with candy canes or some shit on it that he cut a hole into the eyes so he can see. Or it's like a in the nose. Ooh, so it's what like if a it's, robber mask or a ski mask? Yeah, but, but what if like it's yeah? Maybe you're thing. right. Maybe it should just be like white and red striped. Yeah, a candy cane looks like a candy cane. Yeah, that'd be good. That's fine with that me. That ties into him handing candy canes to kids. Right. So it all kind of goes in. They're calling him the candy cane killer, but they don't know that he's actually. They end up calling him the Yuletide Strangler. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I like that. You know what I mean? Like, or not, yeah, they wouldn't call him the candy killer, candy cane killer. That's stupid. Just they end up calling him the Yuletide Strangler on the news. You see some of the thing. Mm-hmm. And then like maybe the like the detective, he was like, he coined the phrase or something like that. And so his boss is like, don't start fucking calling fucking serial killers and shit like that. Don't you know? give them holiday themes. Yeah. <laughs> but it's all over the news. Like two officers, like a retired one and a new one's died. And then um, maybe not only does he strangle people, but he hangs them. Like Christmas ornaments. Yeah, like from like the rafters or whatever, you know, with that razor wire. Okay. Be kind of cool. It would be cool. Maybe he, and I don't want to get all Saul-esque with it, but maybe he like, it's, he has, he rigs something up where it like slowly pulls them up to choke them out, you know, while they're sleeping or something like that. Like maybe one's sleeping on the couch and he wraps it around their head. Yeah, that could work for like one kill particularly. That'd be kind of interesting. Yeah, I like that. It, but but it'd have to be like triple, quadruple layered so that it could hold his weight and like... I mean, that wire is pretty strong. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it doesn't just break. Right. But yeah, I think it'd be kind of cool if maybe he killed somebody. Like maybe you don't see this kill necessarily. You just see him go into the house a little bit. You just see the body. Yeah, and then the next scene is Brian showing up at the scene, and one of the guys hanged, and uh, and uh, one of the heads is severed, and he's got it, like, he threw the head in the fireplace, 
mm-hmm. while the other guys just hang. Maybe it's his wife that hangs, or the the husband that hangs, and whoever was the officer who is an officer's head is in the fireplace. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, that's cool. And it's like really smoky in the house, and like when they show up and everything like that. Yeah, everyone's all sick because it, it they triggered like he flesh. triggered the alarm or something, and they all show up. Yeah, I like it. I like. That. Get, like we said, he's got to be. There's got to be a time where he almost gets caught. Is this the time? So he triggered a silent alarm. He didn't realize. Yeah, I think this third one is definitely the time that he's gonna almost get caught. Okay, so maybe uh, an officer shows up and shoots him, or yeah, 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 that'll work. Shoots him in the leg him or something. Like putting, I don't know. Maybe he catches him putting the head in the fireplace or something. Oh, what if he doesn't kill the cop because he needs to get away, but he attacks him enough that knocks him out. Mm-hmm. And then runs. Yeah. The cop shoots him and then he tackles, like the, 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 the Yuletide Strangler tackles him. And the cop tries to rip his mask off, but he just keeps bashing his head on the ground and then gets out. Yeah. Okay. So, but he left something behind, maybe. Like, maybe I don't mask. know. He got the mask off. Right. Okay. But he's all fucking fucked up that he can't. No, can't lose the mask. Can't lose the mask. Just maybe a glove or something. Well, one of the chainmail gloves then. Okay. Yeah. Maybe that's gone. Or one of those is left behind. It fell off or I something. I love the chainmail gloves. I don't know. It's pretty cool. It's cool. <laughs> like, well, yeah, maybe he lost one of those. If he can't lose the mask, then he needs to lose something like that. Something other major okay. element. So he loses one of the gloves in the struggle with this officer. Right. Maybe it gets fucking caught in his hair or something, like when he's bashing his head into the ground. So he just takes it off and leaves. Right. He hears the cops pull up and he backs out the window yeah, or whatever. Fuck it, never mind. And goes right. He has to go. Right. So they try to get prints off it or whatever yeah, the hell. They get again. a partial and then like it. They get a match, a familial match to the dad that they killed or the mom. Oh yeah, something. one of the other yeah, one of the other people that tried to fight. Mm-hmm. So then they get that and then they realize that they're all connected and then he starts to realize that it's this kid maybe. Um, yeah, none of the I. Mm. Did you know that all these guys... Like, that would be a cool twist. Like, they get this print, and then all they get is a partial, like, familial match. Or either a print or, like, hair or, like, some type of DNA from inside the glove or whatever. Right, okay. And then it matches... Familial match to the dad that was killed. And they're like, well, that's not possible, obviously, because that guy's fucking dead or whatever. And then the DNA person comes in and is, like, explains the familial. It's obviously, like, a kid or, like, a direct descendant of this person. Okay. And then they're like... Then they cue in that one guy's like, well, the kid, because he's been looking into him or whatever. He's like, man, I haven't. I, or maybe one of the one of the officers on the scene goes, says something that makes him connect. Mm-hmm. And he's like, man, I haven't seen a decapitation since, you know, this since 20 yeah. years ago or I whatever. Seen crime this brutal since and then 20 years ago. Yeah. And he's like, does the like, you know, the typical thing. Like, what did you just say? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what say did you just again? say? Yeah. Say that again. <laughs> what? I love milk. Yeah. No, no. Before no, that. Before that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Fuck okay. your mother, that's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> so then, like, now he knows who it is, but he, he doesn't know how to connect him. Maybe he's changed his name or something uh, along those lines. So um, so how does this, like... So maybe now the, the, the guy is trying to target Brian and his family. Mm-hmm. Maybe does the, well, he's does, caught on that he's too close to it. Yeah, does does the greasy... Or the greasy <laughs> strangler. Yes! The Yuletide strangler, does he, uh, does he go to Brian's house and, like, kill his family? Or his girlfriend, maybe? It could be girlfriend. He's not even married. Yeah, let's go with girlfriend. Uh, so he, like, goes home. Or his cat or something. There's got to be a moment where the two of them kind of meet. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, wait. I got it now. He hangs his dog. No. 
Yeah. Tired of them always killing With dogs. With Christmas kill lights. A cat. Kill a cat. Not a dog. Why, why kill cat? Kill a cat. They always kill dogs. Kill a cat. Fine. People can be just as connected to his cat as they can a dog. Well, maybe so he kills. So he kills. Dogs. So he kills his girlfriend and his cat. That's so yes, weird. Cat. So like or he. She doesn't ferret. live with him, care. but she lives separately, <laughs> and he knows this guy knows that that's his girlfriend because he's been following him too. And uh, he goes over to or calls her, and she doesn't answer. And he goes for a couple of days, and he goes over, and he finds her and the cat hung by um, Christmas Christmas lights. lights. Yeah. Yes. And I he like it. and it's not the mo that. But it's similar. But enough. it's similar enough that he's like, now it's a personal vendetta, and now he's got to go out, and he kind of loses it at this point. And uh, maybe he even tries to track a perp that isn't even—it's not the right person—and he gets into big trouble, so he gets suspended. And then the cops kind of like out on his own, and he's got some of his buddies and the officers who are helping him while he's—he's he's like suspended because they—they're both angry about—they're all angry about all these cops dying. Mm-hmm. So they kind of helping him behind the scenes, like a couple of his buddies, whatever. And the, those buddies die somehow. And then there's this big battle between him and the and the the Yuletide Strangler. And uh, maybe you're unsure if it's the right guy or not, or something. You know, something along those lines. I feel like we got to get to the end here. What do you think? What what where do we go from here? So how does he like end up? How's he get in trouble? No, we got that part. But how does? Well, he no, he up? didn't say how he got in trouble. Like he tried to get somebody. He thought it was, but it ended up just being a bum, and he killed. Like he maybe beat the shit out of him for mm-hmm. no reason. That could work. Maybe the fucking strangler, like, was... The strangler guy planted the mask or the other glove on this bum or something to make it, like, to derail it. Yeah, he gives it to him. Yeah. Yeah. Outside of the house where he lives. Yeah, there you go. So he does it as a distraction or, like, to derail the case or whatever. Right. So then that's how he fucks up because he thinks it's him. So then he, like either kills the guy or maybe he just beats him within like well, how did he, his life. How did he? F- they find out that he had the, the, the candy cane mask? Because they've said that. The Who? Be- well, the kids. Oh, that's right. Because there's kids that have seen him every time. Okay, 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 okay. So that's how they know that he has this stupid mask. Yeah, he always leaves a candy cane with him too. Yeah. Um. Okay, so he gives a mask to one of the guys as he's chasing him or something like that and, he, and then he tackles him and, and then like beats the shit out of him unnecessarily and they find out that it's just some homeless guy and it's not even the right guy yeah and then they the homeless guy and he gets suspended yeah he gets suspended trouble. it's like look i know this is personal now but you gotta you gotta you, you gotta go home fuck out. yeah yeah take a week off it's like it's not an option i'm putting uh, detective Mar- martinez on the fucking case you're off yeah um, we gotta give the typical like this is not an offer and he like flips this out an flips, order <laughs> yeah he like flips a chair in the office because he's no, like he's, so fucking he's pissed. gonna flip a table yeah he just knocks over the, the coffee table, table. <laughs> like, full-on table flip because and then the uh, yeah his uh commanding officer is like uh, or you know whatever his boss is like you're out of here get the fuck out of here <laughs> yeah you're lucky i'm not fucking tacking on a fucking month you asshole mm-hmm and then uh, he leaves and everybody's like, holy shit, you know. So anyway, behind the scenes, he's talking to his buddy who's getting some information about where this guy is because he no longer has access to the anything, any of the, the, the computer, inter- crime, internet, database, whatever. So he can't even get anything. So he has his buddy helping him out, his two buddies or whatever that are that are beat cops or something like that. And they figure it out. Or maybe one was a detective and that guy gets killed while he's on the phone with them. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Yep. It's a good tie in. So then that's when he's like, I'm taking matters into my own hands. Right. So then he shows up. His boss is like, what are you doing here? You're not even supposed to be here. He's like, I was on the phone with him, asshole. Mm-hmm. Like while he was getting fucking murdered. You know what I mean? And so then he uh, 
what is so where do they end up like where how does he find where this guy is i don't know that's the one thing i'm like how do maybe he goes to his old parents house they go to where he used to oh, live yeah yeah, yeah 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 he ties that in and he's like well where would he go yeah if but was, it's like run down nobody if lives I was there this guy where would i go right thing like obviously you're gonna maybe that's where he's living or he has a base out of it's like this dilapidated fucking house yeah, he lives in like, like the house oh, what if it's like a um, his parents have an old fallout shelter that he lives in underground. So he's actually gone to the house before because he thought about that. But he goes back and realizes that there's a fallout shelter in the backyard that he didn't even realize. That'll work. Do you know what I mean? Something along those lines. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's where the showdown will happen. But does he get in? Does he, he get gets, away? He gets down and gets into it. And then maybe like he's looking around and then the killer dude comes in too. And then they get into this big old battle. Maybe he tries to, to cut him or to strangle him himself. Yeah. When he goes down there. Mm-hmm. And the cop, like, somehow puts, like, a mag light between him and the neck, but it's still cutting him and cuts his fingers off and shit like that. Yeah, that'd be cool. Like, it's really brutal. And then he, like, somehow uh, shoots the guy a couple of times and he thinks he's dead, but at the end... You know, he's not actually, he's not actually he's superhuman like they all. Yeah, are. like he maybe 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 the cop is bleeding so much that he passes out outside of the fallout shelter, mm-hmm. and uh, he he called in the cops, you know, to say hey, whatever. He called somebody, and then Conquered. like, yeah, he passed out at the top of the fallout shelter, and he's like, and the cops show up, and he's like, he's down there, he's down there. I fucking shot him like five times, you know, like he's. Sh- He's on the ground, and then when they go down there, they're he's like, gone. he's not there. Like, where the fuck is he? Yeah, perfect. Leave it open-ended, because in sequel right. franchise, bam. And then maybe, <laughs> I think it would be kind of interesting if at the very end, like, one of the cops that's on the scene or whatever gets strangled out. Actually, I think what would be cool to end it is Brian is, like, in the bed in the hospital or whatever, and he's, like, trying to recover from his wounds, and then dude shows up and finishes the job and kills him. Done. You think? I think that'd be cool. Because then you're like, oh, no, because I'm wait finish the chapter. Well, there would definitely not be a sequel. Oh, shit. So what? It doesn't have to have a sequel. He finishes the job. He's done. Now he's done. Well, maybe it's like those whole scene in where he's in the hospital and he's like recovering and there's like a cop outside of his hospital room, obviously watching for him because the guy's nowhere to be found. Mm-hmm. And they have this like interaction with each other. The guy outside, like they're buddies. And then he goes to sleep or whatever. And then when he wakes up, the guy's head's in his fucking... <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, it's, and then the Christmas music plays, you know yeah. what I mean? Either the cop or like the doctor. What song would maybe be a he, good like, song? Maybe he kills his doctor when his doctor's coming in to check on him. Right. And he starts screaming or something like that. Like he's got the head. I just think it'd be kind of cool if the head That's was with cool. him. Yeah. Yeah. I actually like that a lot. And that's how it ends is like him holding the head and fucking screaming. Yeah. That'd be great, but what music should be playing at the very end? What about uh, we do the the that Frank Sinatra track? Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Yeah. Have yourself a merry little Deathmas. Perfect. <laughs> and it just like you hear him screaming and like freaking out, and 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 it zooms out of the um, out of the hospital window with the Christmas lights around the inside or outside or whatever. And then it follows like a family walking together hand in hand for Christmas as he's, you know what I mean? It's like, it's got to be like that whole thing. And then maybe uh, you see um, it zooms back and you see the chainmail hand holding the the doorway. Yeah. Holding like uh, his little strangler tool, you know, 
as his family's walking and mm-hmm. he's in an alleyway. Yeah. You just see the his head, like the candy cane head, peer out. And now you know that he's just out for blood now. He's Perfect. just got blood in his mouth. He's ready to kill. Yep. I think okay. that's great. It's like a rabid dog. Right. All right. Works for me. Yeah. I think it's pretty good, too, actually. I'd watch that, too. Yeah. So so what are the tagline now? We got to come up with the tagline. What does Yuletide mean, anyway? Yule's the holiday. Well, yeah. But, I mean, what is Yuletide? I'm going to Google it. Good spirit? Some shit. Yeah, it's the ancient name in the Germanic lunar calendar for a winter festival corresponding to December and January. Later, hmm. Yule referred to the 12-day holiday associated with the Feast of the Nativity after the widespread adoption of Christianity through Northern Europe. Uh, so maybe it's like having the... <laughs> can We could play on that cool Yule thing. You know what I mean? Uh, the bloodiest Yuletide. Cool Yule. It's the most bloody time of the year. It's the most... Violent time of the year. <laughs> it's the most violent time of the year. Yes. Yeah. I guess that'd be work. The most violent time of the year. Okay. That works for me. Yeah. The most the violent time strangler, of the year. It's the most violent time of the year. Bam. It's the most violent time of the year. Okay. Done. What do you guys think of that? I mean, we we wrap it up. It's Stick always a bow on yeah. It. It's always a really put struggle. it under the tree. <laughs> like we try to come up with as best as we can. You know, like if we actually sat down like a writer would and like actually flesh this out, like it probably would be a little bit more. But I kind of like the idea. It's a little more uh, typical. Um, but I think we kind of put a little bit of a different spin on it than normal. And I think I kind of like the idea. We could elaborate more on the kills and things like that, obviously, and probably invest a little bit more time into the whole murder mystery thing, mm-hmm. uh, which would take some a little bit of time. But what do you guys think? Would you add, take away? Did you like what we did with this? You know, write us, let us know in any of the comment sections what you think about this, if you would add anything to it. Like, did you like this story? Other than that, uh, we'll have a VHS cover up. You've probably already seen that by now. Um, I'm going to be doing that as soon as we get done. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, guys, thank you so much for stopping by this week. And, you know, this is our last pretty much holiday week that we're celebrating with you guys. Um, But we really do hope that you have an amazing holiday season with or without somebody, you know, even if you're not with anybody near, just, you know, do something for you, you know, do something that you'd want to do. Off in front of the TV. I've spent many a Christmas by myself. So Mm -hmm. I have spent many holiday seasons by myself. So have some eggnog and yank one out. Fuck it's yeah! Fine. Like set up all the pictures on the wall of all of your all of your get favorite your own wall crazy. Yeah, get your spank bank ready on the wall there. Your wall of of uh, jizzy and uh, <laughs> sorry, Merry Christmas. Your wall of jismus. <laughs> Merry Merry jismus. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, seriously, guys, I hope you have a great holiday season. We'll see you this Thursday, obviously, to talk about our two new movies. Our two movies that we. Uh, just watched for the first time Secret Santa from 2015 to 2016 and also Once Upon a Time at Christmas which just came out a couple of like last week so if you want to check those out before we talk about them feel free to do it we'll try to not to spoil too much in the beginning but then we'll spoil things afterwards so but we'll see you guys this Thursday happy holidays monsters
listening to Beyond the Void Horror Podcast. Tune in this Thursday for part two of Secret Santa and Once Upon a Time at Christmas.